Welcome to the Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty podcast. Join the Legacy of Legends team as we talk about the ins and outs of fantasy football, specifically from a Dynasty perspective. Our purpose is to help you make the moves to leave your mark and establish a legacy in your Dynasty League. And welcome. My name is BJ Kent, and I'm joined by my faithful co-host, Marcus Raper. What's going on? Not much, man. Uh, you got big plans this week? Uh, you know, you know what we do. Uh, I mean, Marvel fan, Spider-Man coming out. So, uh, you know, whole family, half the church, I guess, going, uh, going. No, one one day this week, I think some of are going Thursday, and I think a few people's having to go Friday or Saturday. But uh, you know, gonna go check that out. Yeah, I know, man. I got a. I'm planning on buying mine and my wife and my oldest daughter's tickets tomorrow. Uh, we uh, we're waiting on that payday. I think we got like a dollar in our account right now. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we we bought ours. Uh, we bought ours about two weeks ago. It was a couple of days after they uh, went on sale, and and somebody was looking. Uh, I think it was Sunday at church. They was like, "Hey, we're we're gonna go." There's like six tickets available, and that was Sunday. So you know, oh yeah, it's still four days. Yeah, four days away, and and they like they were single seats. You know, kind of oh, yeah. kind of around the wasn't nothing together. So yeah, been- it's 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 gonna be packed. I've been trying to keep away from all the spoilers and everything. Uh, I was on TikTok before we started recording that out on Tuesday. And uh, one of the guys that I follow this big into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, he had just got done watching the movie. He posted on TikTok and he's like, all I'm going to say this spoilers aside. And he's like, that was the best Marvel movie I've ever watched in my life. That's that's what everybody's saying. I've Man. seen uh, I follow all the pages on YouTube that do the reviews and there was a group of three guys on there from different YouTube pages who went and watched it, I guess, tonight too. And uh of course it was supposed to be spoiler free, but I like I don't even want to watch that. Yep. I don't want nothing. <laughs> I don't want to know anything. I just want to go watch it thirsty. So Well, I think it's gonna be a good one, man. They said uh they it said it's is. one for the ages. I watched the hot ones with uh with uh him on it let's see that was last friday it was actually season finale of the hot ones which is the the little show on youtube where they eat hot wings yeah with sean Evans. and uh man he's he's he seems like a pretty cool guy he uh, he actually I, I think i was talking to jade about it at, at church he's uh he's got somewhat of a potty mouth you wouldn't think oh yeah uh but then jade's like he's british and i'm like yeah yeah i see that but man he he's 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 cool you know Tom, he was talking about uh, filming a movie with uh, John Bernthal. <laughs> he was in a little story that he had done. He said he told Bernthal, he's like, you know, just just smack me. He's like, ah. He said, so we start filming. Said he just knocked the fire out of me. <laughs> so I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. He he seems like a real nice guy, though. I'm excited for it, man. It's one of the first movies that I'm able to, or that we're able to actually go to the theaters, watch, and actually, and like, looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, man. But going into today's episode, we will have our review of our week 14 must start, must sits, which was a fun one. We'll have our week 15 start and sit of the week. After that, we'll do a recap of our Legion of Doom week 14 matchups this past week. And then to end it all up, we have some helpful hints for your playoff push. And so, Marcus, let's go ahead and jump into this episode, man. You ready? Yes, sir. Awesome. Let's review this must start, must sit from last week in week 14. Uh, who was your must start last week and how did it turn out? Uh, my must start was Taysom Hill. Uh, he ended up blowing it up 26 fantasy points. I think he ended up the QB seven on the week. And, uh, you know, I told you Taysom was, was going to come out and do just that with his rushing ability. He remains a, remains a threat uh, for your playoff run. 
And uh, I, I thought it was pretty neat. I forget, was it Kamara? They come out and said that he should have slid down on that last touchdown uh, inbounds and just run the clock out. But uh, Taysom Hill cares about your fantasy team, so he ran on in there and get you get you that six more points. So, uh, uh, you know, going forward, Hill's going to do the same thing he done this week. He's going he's gonna to have a lot of rushing touchdowns, and that offense looks to be getting somewhat back in form with, uh, with Kamara and, and Hill. Uh, going forward, looking like both of them will be healthy. Yep, and that's a that's the thing, man. Texas Hill got paid all that money, so he's gonna get it as much as he can right now. Yeah, for sure. Oh uh, man, so my must start last week uh, was Mike Williams from the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I expected Williams to come out and ball out in a Week 14 matchup against the Giants secondary. Uh, he did come out and produce 12 fantasy points on six catches for 61 yards, despite Keenan Allen not playing due to COVID. Uh, he may have underproduced on his projection for the week, but honestly, 12 points, you're, you're still happy with that. Uh, he'll continue to be a solid wide receiver two option on a weekly basis. Uh, also, I looked at his upcoming schedule throughout fantasy playoffs, and he ends up facing off against the Chiefs, which I'm sure will be a uh, Thursday night showdown this coming up week, uh, one that's going to be a, a shootout. And then after that, he goes up against Houston and then Denver. And so some pretty good matchups coming up. Uh, I do not mind rolling Mike Williams out there as my wide receiver two, even as a flex option. Uh, Marcus, who was your must sit? I told you to sit Amari Cooper. Uh, he had 16 fantasy points, which was a pretty decent day. But he's very touchdown dependent. Uh, you know, I, I, he was out-targeted by both Gallup and Lamb. I looked at the target numbers, and I can't remember. But, uh, of course, Lamb led in targets. Gallup was up there, and then Cooper was on down. But, you know, he scored a touchdown, uh, which which give him, you know, give you what you need. But even going forward, there's just too many options there. Uh, and I think Cooper's number three. Uh, even some weeks is going to be number four behind Schultz uh, when it comes down to that. But you know, Cooper, Cooper done decent, giving you a touchdown. So uh, glad. Hope, hope you didn't listen to me. I was actually looking back at my notes though, and I almost went with the Seahawks running back uh, to to see it, uh, which would have been great. All except Penny, who I actually dropped in Dynasty this week. Oh man! Uh, but but Penny, you know, through the week they come out and they was like, he's going to be the guy. We're going to give him a shot. And I was reading all that last week, and I was going to say, that's my must sit right there. I'm going to say, don't listen to them crazy fools because it's just more hogwash. And uh, and I'm glad I didn't because I, I'd much rather take the 16 points with Cooper. I think Penny had, what, 27? So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't didn't go with the, the Seahawks running back, so I must sit. <laughs> Well, man, I t- uh, with with Cooper, he kind of falls into that category as like Mike Evans for me, to yeah. where he'll go out there and he'll he'll give you 10, 12 points, but it's always dependent on those touchdowns. Now yeah. they, they score them every now and then, but you're going to have one or two weeks where they don't score. Well, them at all. well, with with Evans, uh, I think the Bucks is the number one scoring offense yeah, in true. football. To where the Cowboys have weeks to where they're you know top five scoring offense, and then they'll have weeks like they had a couple weeks ago back to back where I think in two weeks they only scored uh, 13 or yeah. 16 points. So, you know, you can't do that with Dallas. With uh, with Tampa Bay, you can you can start any of those guys because Tom Brady's going to throw, you know, three to four touchdowns weekly to where Dallas is not going to do that. So That's true. Dallas is very, very streaky as far as fantasy production goes. Yep. Uh, so I told you guys to sit Zach Ertz this past week, and honestly I expected DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, and Rundell Moore to get the bulk of the receiving work. 
while even Ertz kind of as the fourth fiddle there. Uh, however, Ertz did find a way to get it done by scoring nine fancy points on five receptions for 42 yards. Uh, for me, I think I've just been burned by Ertz in the past and Dynasty uh, last year, and so it's hard for me to trust the guy. Uh, I definitely wouldn't start him in the playoffs unless uh, I had to. <laughs> it's tough, man. You know, uh, if you got Mark Andrews, you're happy though. So hey. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so Marcus, let's jump into uh, this coming up week, man. Week 15. Who is your start of the week? I'm going to go with a quarterback in my start and my sit, and uh, for the start, let's go with Tua. Uh, he's looking good. He's looking comfortable. And they're coming off a of bye week, so everybody's healthy. Uh, he got Parker back uh, the, the week before they went on their bye. Uh, and, you know, nothing makes a quarterback more comfortable than playing the Jets' defense. Uh, so look for two to come out slinging it this week. Uh, I really like the guy. I uh, like, you know, coming out of, out of college, I thought he was one of the better uh, NFL-style quarterbacks and uh, you know, he's proven it uh, week to week. And, and, man, something I love to watch as a left-handed quarterback. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stick to it in that starting lineup this week against the Jets, and I think he's going to produce for you. Something to kind of keep an eye on, too, is I want to say the whole entire Miami backfield has COVID right now. They and do. so I think uh, Malcolm Brown maybe end, end up being the running back to to kind of watch yep. there. But, yep. honestly, I'm, I'm kind of the same with you. I expect two to come out guns blazing. Uh, I'm expecting big weeks from Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker as well. And and I, I think I read that right, the way they said that Miami's entire backfield was not vaccinated. Mm. And I was That's, like, there's a lot of people, like teams are 80 and 90% vaccinated. How's their whole backfield not vaccinated? It's true. Oh, uh, man. So for my must start, I'm going with anybody that's not on the COVID list. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's of no surprise that I want to tell you to start one of the most reliable pieces in the Los Angeles Ra- or Las Vegas Raiders offense right now, and that is going to be Hunter Renfro. Renfro is actually going to be playing at Cleveland in week 15 and is literally the only decent wide receiver on the Raiders offense. Uh, he has proven himself to be in the same category, in my opinion, as Wes Welker or Julian Edelman. Uh, basically what I'm saying is he is a wide receiver that is often overlooked but can win you a fantasy championship. Over the past four-week span, Marcus, Hunter Renfro has been the overall wide receiver four. Uh, he is super reliable, and honestly, if I've got him as a wide receiver two going into fantasy playoffs, then I am ecstatic right now. Oh, you're thrilled. With with all those guys, too, if you look at the Raiders in the offseason with Waller and Rugs and and uh, even Brand, I think it's Brandon Edwards, whatever the Brian. dude's name, Brian Edwards. All these guys that they was talking about. You even got uh, is it Zay Jones? Yep. And and nobody was talking about Hunter Renfro, and he's been the guy on the team. So uh, yeah, if if you've got him right now as a two, you're you know super happy. I mean, he's playing like a wide receiver one. So yep, he's somebody that I'm trusting this week. So Marcus, who's your must sit? Uh, I'm sticking with the quarterback. And if you're thinking about starting Cam uh, for your playoff run, don't do it. If you've watched them play and not just looked at his fantasy output, he doesn't look good. He looks very average uh, against defenses that are average. Uh, this week, he has an angry Bills defense coming off back-to-back losses against the Patriots and the Bucks, and they have something to prove. So unless Cam rushes for two touchdowns, you're not going to be happy with his performance this week. I don't think he'll be able to throw the ball at all. I actually, uh, if I was to do an over and uh, or over or under on on Cam's passing yards, uh, say if the total is 150, I'm going to say Cam doesn't reach 150 passing yards this week. So 
uh, I think the, the the Bills defense is gonna gonna shut him down. Yeah, that Bills defensive line too is pretty strong. Uh, something I will tell the listeners to monitor oh, yeah. as well is that DJ Moore is dealing with I think a hamstring issue. Uh, it may be a different injury, but mm-hmm. some, uh, they're saying that he may end up being questionable this week. If he is questionable or ends up not playing, I would definitely stray away from Cam Newton, like you said. Uh, so I am, from I must say it, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. Take Cortland Sutton out of your fantasy football lineups. Uh, let me just read you the last six fantasy starts for Cortland Sutton. Week eight, he had two catches for 40 yards, six fantasy points. Week nine, he had one catch for nine yards three fantasy points. Week 10, he had two catches for 29 yards, four fantasy points. Week 12, two catches, 17 yards, three fantasy points. Week 13, two catches, 15 yards, three fantasy points. Week 14, one catch, nine yard, one fantasy point. The reason I say to sit him is because, man, I have seen him in so many lineups right now. Uh, If you have found a way to get into fantasy playoffs with Cortland Sutton on your team, you need to be playing the waiver wire, trying to get people like Devontae Parker, trying to get literally anybody else other than Cortland Sutton. The reason I say that is on sleeper, he's projected at least 12 fantasy points over the next three matchups during fantasy playoffs. Do not trust him. Do not start him. Find someone else. Agreed, uh, man. That, it just it, it bothers me so bad because, like, I know, like, they just paid that guy so much yeah. money, man. Well, and and, and I'm I'm in a in a redraft uh, a league that that you know me and you's in together, and I'm having to depend on Teddy Bridgewater uh, in a in a super flex league, and that's even scary. They're not throwing the ball. I mean, when they get inside the twenty in the red zone, they're handing it off every time. Uh, so you're not getting passing touchdowns from Bridgewater or from any of them receivers. Nope, and that's about the only people you can trust in that offense right now is Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Uh, that's it. All right, man, so going forward, we just want to take this time and thank our listeners. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, man, y'all, you guys' support has really been helping us out, been encouraging us a lot. Uh, man, just two guys just hanging out, talking about fantasy football takes and dynasty perspective takes. Uh Man, just to have listeners of upwards of like 30 views per week and things like that, man, it means a lot. And so we just want to take this time. Thank you guys. Continue to stick around with the support. Uh, we'll probably take a little bit of a short break after the fantasy championships and stuff like that. Uh, but we still plan on producing some episodes during the offseason, having some fun topics, things like that as well. Uh, Marcus, you want to thank the Plowboy Radio Podcast for me? Yes, sir. Uh, y'all, uh, we'd like to thank y'all for uh, putting out good good episodes each week. Uh, y'all go check them out. I think they had a couple weeks they had to take off due to some sickness, but they're back. Uh, ben actually had an episode this week. They had a couple special guests on, uh, which was uh, uh, Ben's wife, Brianna and Brinkley. Uh, I think they're probably probably better podcasters than all three of the guys on there. I'm just kidding. Uh, y'all go check out Derek, Bradley, and, uh, and Ben each week as they bring you good theological uh, teaching and and they you know they love to talk about the bible and and love jesus so y'all go over there and check them out awesome we want to thank another podcast too jab step fantasy basketball podcast uh our friend ben who's also the co-host of plowboy radio podcast started a fantasy basketball podcast it is a solo podcast where he basically just goes talks about news around the nba talks about a fantasy basketball league that me and one of our lead mates adam graham is in uh it's a fun podcast man ben gives good takes on there uh, knows a ton about basketball. So if you guys care about fantasy basketball or anything NBA, go check out Jab Step Fantasy Podcast. Marcus, you want to jump into this week 14 Legion of Doom matchup recap, man? Yes, sir.
All right, let's keep it rolling. So our our, our home dynasty league is the Legion of Doom. It's made up of a variety of people. We have close friends, a father-son duo, brothers-in-laws, preachers, and deacons. We all got together to play in a 10-team, one-quarterback PPR dynasty league that we started in January of last year. Uh, so each week we'll recap the matchups in a brief format that is still enjoyable uh, for the average listener. We'll talk studs and dudge of each matchup as well. So let's look at the at the matchups or the standings before week 14. Had a three-way tie at the top, all setting a nine and four with Robbie's RKO, Kelby's Rock Bottom, and Derek's Mandible Claw. Setting in fourth and fifth place with a tie of seven and six was Greg's Road Kick and BJ's Sweet Chin Music. Then we had Landon and Mitchell tied at six and seven, setting in the sixth and seventh place. Uh, eighth place was my Stinger Splash at five and eight, being Stink Face set at four and nine, and Adam Graham at the bottom with the Hitman Sharpshooter at three and ten. Yes, sir. So going into that first matchup last week, we had Kelby's Rock Bottom at nine and four versus Marcus's Stinger Splash at five and eight. Kelby coming off of an impressive six-game win streak, faced off against a Stinger Splash team that's had a struggled, depleted wide receiver core here lately. Uh, so top performers for Rock Bottom was Mike Evans, 21 fantasy points. Justin Jefferson continuing to produce as the wide receiver one in Dynasty with 20 fantasy points. Odell Beckham Jr. with a surprise outing of 20 fantasy points. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming out of nowhere with 19 fantasy points. Top disappointments for Rock Bottom, though, was that Prescott, 10 fantasy points. It really hurts whenever you have Tom Brady on your bench. DK Metcalf, eight fantasy points. And Dalton Schultz, only one fantasy point. Top performance for Stinger Splash was Devontae Adams looking great in that matchup with 34 fantasy points. Chase Claypool, 17 fantasy points. Amon Ra St. Brown continuing to produce with 15 fantasy points. And Mike Davis, Marcus's main man, coming in with 13 fantasy points. Top disappointments for Stinger Splash was Keelan Cole, three fantasy points. Antonio Gibson out of nowhere with three fantasy points. And Godwin, I am not going to try to pronounce his last name, with negative .5 fantasy points. No. BJ, I knew when I started this guy this week, we always do each other's matchup. And uh, and with that guy on there producing negative negative points, I knew you would have to pronounce his name. So we got to <laughs> at least try it. I- Buick. <laughs> that, that's pretty good. That's the way the announcers were saying it. Hey, man. Uh, so the final score was rock bottom 132, Stinger Splash 116. Uh, Marcus, I got a question for you, man. Yep. So Chase Claypool was a hot topic in the fantasy football community last week. Uh, if you watched the game with Steelers and uh, who did the Steelers play? Oh, I can't even remember now. I was watching the game. Oh, uh, it was the Vikings. Vikings. Thursday night. Vikings. Yep, yeah, so right. in that crazy game where the Vikings came out and was winning like 20-something to zero, the Steelers ended up coming back. Uh, ben Roethlisberger came out of nowhere. and But Chase Claypool was a hot topic on Twitter because at the end of the game, driving with a chance to actually win the game, Claypool got a first down on fourth and like eight or nine. Ended up celebrating the first down as like time is ticking, like 15 seconds left on the clock is ticking. And his offensive lineman comes over to him, strips the ball out of his hand after the play, tries to run it back. They drop it. Big Ben spikes it. Chase Claypool gets upset. And he was a big, big, big topic on Twitter this past week. So, Marcus, with him being a hot topic, do you see Chase Claypool as a reliable wide receiver too in fantasy football going forward? I do. Uh, I, th- I think the man has all the tools. Uh, and, and with Big Ben, when he performs like he did in the second half of that game, uh, I think Claypool's somebody that's, you know, that's, that's, that's a wide receiver too. 
uh, maybe even more than that. He's got all the talent in the world and the best take I heard on it. And I'd give credit if I could remember, I don't remember. I listened to, to several different podcasts, sports related throughout the week. I don't know if it was fantasy footballers or if it was, uh, uh, Pat McAfee show. I can't remember, but somebody said, get that man a Kurt Warner. Uh, because if you remember, and when they said that it, it, it jogged my memory back to Larry Fitzgerald coming into the league was hot headed. Uh, you know, the dude was super talented. He could push folks around and Kurt Warner come in and mentored Larry Fitzgerald, which made him the man that he was, you know, he calmed down. It was more about production and, and, you know, being a good teammate. And that's what Claypool needs. He needs somebody to come alongside of him, uh, you know, and just tell him, dude, you've got all the talent in the world, but quit the crazy crap, you know, quit the fighting, quit the personal fouls, quit, you know, you got 15 seconds left, give the ball to the referee, you know, you're wasting time. Uh, but you know, that that's what he needs. He's, if you look at his build, man, he, he's just, He's a stud, uh, and he can do it all. If you look at that, I remember the the catch right there towards the end of the game, Big Ben threw it, and I'm like, that you know, pass interference. I was like, well, that sucks because I've got Claypool on my team. I need points, but they're still that's going to give him the first down. He caught the ball mm-hmm. like one handed. I mean, it was an amazing. He he can do it all. He just he he needs somebody to tell him that all the you know the bull crap that's you know that he does and that that comes along with that attitude that he's got. If he will drop that, I mean he's you know, he's one of the better receivers in the NFL. So Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. As far as contested catch, he's up there with Mike Williams in my opinion. Yep. Uh who can go up and catch it on literally anybody. Uh as far as being consistent, that's kind of where he's wishy washy at. Uh, I know in that game Thursday night against the Vikings, what ended up happening is he had that personal foul on that first drive and I want to say they benched him all the way up into the fourth they quarter. Did. And so more man, more power to Mike Tomlin for making that move and still almost coming back and winning that game. All right. So uh getting on to this next matchup, we got Derek's Manable Claw at nine and four versus Ben Stinkface at four and nine. Uh, you've got the two hosts of the Plowboy Radio podcast facing off uh for the week fourteen matchup, and Derek looks to one again show Ben who's boss. Uh top performers for Mandible Claws, Justin Herbert, 32 points. Uh, you had Hunter Renfro with 27 points, Leonard Fournette with 25 points, Alan Kamar with 24, and Melvin Gordon with 23. The disappointments for Mandible Claw was Emmanuel Sanders with three, and Ricky Seals Jones with one. Top performers for Steep Face was Mark Andrews with 28, Joe Burrow with 25, Saquon Barkley with 18. Top disappointments was Joe Mixon with eight, Julio Jones with seven. Kenny Galladay with three, and there's Cortland Sutton with one point. Mandible Claw takes the win, 163 over 109. All right, so BJ, uh, how do you view Saquon Barkley in Dynasty right now? And uh, after your take on that, go ahead and talk about Melvin Gordon as well. Man, so Saquon's one of those guys to where I'm having a hard time figuring out his value right now. Um Going into the season, he was ranked as one of those top three, top four dynasty running backs. Uh, I think he's fallen out of that just a little bit. Uh, I still want people like DeAndre Swift, uh, Najee Harris, um, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, but running backs like that ahead of him, even Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but Saquon's one of those people, uh, one of those running backs right now in dynasty to where I'm trying to buy low on. Um, I know that that offense is trash. I know that it is hard to trust right now with the offensive line, with the quarterback issues, with uh, the play call and everything else. I get that. 
but my thing is it's hard to find a talent like Saquon Barkley. Uh, Dude coming out of college was one of the the most touted, most respected uh, running backs going into the league. He showed that his rookie year by going bananas. Uh, He has had some injury concerns since then, but honestly, what running back hasn't? Uh, so with Saquon, I'm sending out offers, especially during the off season, uh, just to kind of see what I can get out of it. Um, I'm not going to give up a ton, but on the same end, I just want to kind of, if I have him as a running back two, even a running back three on my team, which I think honestly people would end up selling for the right price. Um, I'm, I'm ecstatic with it. Uh, I know in the Yellowstone League, uh, I drafted him super late uh, and ended up as my running back core. Now I have DeAndre Swift, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley. And so that way with Saquon, he's not my running back one. And instead, I can just kind of plug him in there towards the end and just kind of see where, where it goes. Uh, Melvin Gordon, though, he's somebody that uh, I don't I don't really know where I see him at. Uh, I, his, his 2022 season coming up, is a lot of uncertainty around it. Uh, Dude could very, very easily end up going to a different team than Denver. For me, like I said a couple of podcasts back, I have a feeling that Melvin Gordon is going to end up being in a very, very similar Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon role. I think people are thinking that Javante Williams is going to be the back to own in Denver next year, and honestly, he may be. But I don't think he's going to have that backfield just to himself. Uh, I would not be surprised if Denver comes back out, re-signs Melvin Gordon next year, and then you're sitting there with the same situation you are now to where you have two running backs putting up 15 points every single game. Uh, So Melvin Gordon's one of those guys where if I got him, I may sell him for a second-round pick. Uh, late first, something like that. Uh, but I'm yeah. not taking, I'm not taking pennies on the dollar though. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame me. I, I, I see him the same way. I think Barkley's problem is that offense is his in. I think once you know, once they get that rolling, that's going to help him. And same way with Gordon, I think uh, you know, I, th- I think he's he's somebody good to own uh, because he's going to get you points. But uh, you know, if he hangs around in Denver, that's that's going to be a crowded backfield. So. Yeah, it's one of those situations with Melvin Gordon, especially to where if you have him in Dynasty, you really might as well just hold him now because yeah. uh, value is not high for you to sell. And honestly, it's probably just going to get lower and lower and lower. Uh, it's one of those we're going to end up getting caught with a bag. But moving into our main event this coming or this past week, we had our what we call the Elimination Chamber. In this week 14 series of main events, we saw three matches going on simultaneously that will determine the fate of which teams would be eliminated from playoff contention. Could the commission hold off against a strong broke tick or a broke kick team that will that was playing without Jonathan Taylor? Could Vertebreaker secure a win against the worst team in the league, giving him a fighting chance of playoffs? And could Diamond Cutter do the unthinkable and defeat top ranked RKO? And so in the first match of the main event, we saw Adams Hitman Sharpshooter at three and ten versus Mitchell's Vertebreaker at six and seven. After a disappointing season, Adam looked to knock Mitchell's Vertebreaker out of playoff contention. Top performers for Hitman Sharpshooter was George Kittle, 34 fantasy points. That man has been going off the past two weeks. KJ Osborne with 19 fantasy yeah. points and Brandon Ayuk with 18 fantasy points. Top disappointments for Hitman Sharpshooter was Taylor Heineke, 10 fantasy points. Jeff Wilson, 5 fantasy points. Marquez Valdez-Scantling with 5 fantasy points. And Chase Edmonds with 0 fantasy points with a surprise inactive. Top performers for Vertebreaker was Javante Williams, 21 fantasy points. Brandon Cooks, 18 fantasy points. Jarvis Landry, 15 fantasy points. Top disappointments for Vertebreaker, though, was Jamison Crowder, 4 fantasy points. Duntrell Hilliard, 1 fantasy point. And Terry McLaurin, 0 fantasy points after going out with a concussion. Final score was Hitman Sharpshooter, 114 over Vertebreaker, 95. 
And Marcus, real quick, uh, we'll talk about the results and like playoff standings and stuff like that here later. But talking about next season, uh, as we just did with Melvin Gordon, what do you think Washington does at the quarterback position next year? Uh, well, I don't think Heineke's the answer. I don't think uh, Fitzpatrick. I think he's you know at the end of his ropes. I don't. I don't think he's the answer. So there's no doubt. There's the free agent. We talked about that in our league in the chat. There are so many quarterbacks that's going to be free agents this coming up year that who knows where they end up. I mean, you've got the talks of Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, and I think there's you know there's other big names that's out there. So either they're going to have to go out in free agency and get a quarterback uh, because you know Ron Rivera I think is the coach, and they've got they've got talent at every position, offensive and defensively. They've won some games this year, you know, with Heineke as quarterback. Uh, but I think the answer for them is going to come in the draft. Uh, I look at a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of draft projections where people's got them going. And if you look at those guys, Mel Kiper and all those guys who do that for a living, uh, you can go through the draft board and there's different players, you know, positions, uh, you know, at, at every team. But every time when you get to Washington, it's quarterback. You, know, you don't know which one it's going to be yet. Uh, a lot of them's. Uh, you know, projected to take is it Malik Williams? Uh, is it Williams from Liberty? Can't think of his last name, but he uh, a, a lot a lot of people's got him taking them, and a lot of people's got him taking Matt Corral from Ole Miss. So, uh, you know, me with with Gibson uh, in this league, I, they need to go out and get somebody because if they get where they can throw the ball down the field again, it's going to help Gibson being able to run the ball and catch it out of the backfield. So. I don't know what the answer there is. I'm kind of scared to see Matt Corral go there. Uh, but then again, I think that's probably one of the best fits for him. So, uh, you know, I don't know which quarterback they get, but I, I look at it being more in the draft than I do them signing a free agent uh, because those guys, there's a lot of quarterback, you know, positions that's that needs to be filled. Uh, I think Denver, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, you got several teams. So the 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 free yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there, but there's there's also a big market for them. So uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think if if it does go the draft, I think Matt Corral would be a good fit in in Washington. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at too. I think uh, I think honestly, Washington may be afraid of the free agency market. Uh, yeah. If you look at teams this year who ended up not drafting quarterbacks, but instead went free agency, such as the Panthers with Sam Darnold, yeah. uh, the Colts with Carson Wentz. I think the Colts is about the only situation that it played out to where it ended up working for them. Uh, Washington was burned by the Fitzpatrick yeah. injury, and so I mean, there's a bunch of situations to where it's better to just go ahead and get that next franchise quarterback in the draft. All right, so you got uh, B.J. Sweet Chin Music versus Greg's Bro Kick. The commission looked to break a three-game losing streak uh, against uh, Greg's Bro Kick as he played without his stud, Jonathan Taylor. Both teams are fighting to lock uh, into the playoffs. Top performer Sweet Chin Music was Dalvin Cook, 35 points. Najee Harris with 25 points. Aaron Jones, 21 points. Chris Godwin with 20 points. Top disappointments for Sweet Chin Music was DeAndre Hopkins with only 10. Travis Kelsey with only five, and Lamar Jackson after going down with an ankle injury with just one point. Top performers for Road Kick was Aaron Rodgers with 36 points, Tyler Lockett with 29 points, Jamar Chase bouncing back with 25, DJ Moore with 14, and the only disappointment on Road Kick's team was Kareem Hunt and only put up three points. Road Kick took the win, 159 over Sweet Chin's 150. 
So, BJ, uh, conversation here. Uh, do you trust Lamar Jackson as your quarterback with his recent ankle injury? As far as playoffs go, no, um, especially this week. Uh, I'm in a bunch of first rounds to where I have to win in playoffs in week 15. Uh, I've got Lamar Jackson, I think, two leagues. And so for me, uh, specifically, take Legion of Doom for an example. I've got Lamar Jackson as my starting quarterback, and uh, I am going to end up – I think I'm going to end up uh, making your start of the week, my start of this week, and going with Tua. Uh, it's just hard to trust a quarterback after an ankle injury, especially one that relies on his ankle so much, like Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm probably going to keep a close eye on it this week. Yeah. Uh, more than likely leaning to it, though. Uh, the reason I said this is because Derek ended up uh, call, or me and him was talking on the phone today, and he's like, "Are you going to put in a waiver for Tyler Huntley as your uh, as your next man up at quarterback?" And honestly, I was like, nah, probably not. I was like, I've got Tua sitting there. He's got a good matchup this week uh, with the way that my team is built. Uh, I am in win now mode, and uh, I've got a strong running back core, strong wide receiver core. So I may end up actually being able to ride Tua to a win. So who knows? In our next matchup, we had Landon's Diamond Cutter at six and seven versus Robbie's RKO at nine and four. With one of the most impressive comeback seasons, Diamond Cutter looks to do the impossible and beat the top ranked RKO and give himself a fighting chance at playoffs. Top performance for Diamond Cutter was Josh Allen, thirty nine fantasy points, James Conner, thirty three fantasy points. Cooper Cup, 32 fantasy points. Top disappointments for Diamond Cutter was Josh Jacobs, 9 fantasy points, and Darnell Mooney with only 2. Top performance for RKO, though, was Matthew Stafford, 32 fantasy points. Amari Cooper, 16 fantasy points. Deontay Johnson, 15 fantasy points. And Devontae Freeman with 12. Top disappointments for RKO was Zeke with 9, Nick Chubb with 9, and Sonny Michelle with 7. The final score was Diamond Cutter doing the impossible and beating RKO 169 to 124. So, Marcus, uh, who do you think the starting running back for the Cardinals is next year? Uh, do you think James Conner has earned that spot since he's the running back six overall this year in fantasy? I, I think if you look back at what Conner done uh, with Pittsburgh, and then, you know, producing the way he has in Arizona, I, you know, I think he leads the, the leagues in touchdowns from the running back position. Uh, or if not, he, he's, he's bad close. Uh, you know, so I, I think Connor's got the job. I don't, I don't know the contract situation between either one of those. Uh, me personally, I've got, I've got Edmonds in a, in a few leagues. So, you know, I, I, would, like to, I would like to see him stay there. Uh, and earlier in the year, they, they, you know, they'd work Edmonds as he was healthy and then Connor would get the ball in the red zone. So it's kind of tough to say, but you know, with, with the way he's performed, even with Edmonds, you know, when he's not been healthy, I don't see no way around, uh, them, you know, them giving the starting job to anybody, but Connor. Yeah. it's kind of where I'm at too. I think Connor has done more than enough to, to earn yeah. that, earn that role. Uh, it depends kind of on health as we just saw him go down, uh, Monday night with a, with an ankle injury on the last play of the game. Uh, but moving into our Legion of Doom current standings, the regular season is over. And so now where we're sitting at is you have Kelby taking the top spot and getting a first round bye, sitting at 10 and 4. You have Derek being at seed number two and getting a first round bye at 10 and 4. You have Robbie fall down to seed number three at 9 and 5. You have Greg at seed number four at 8 and 6. You have Landon's Diamond Cutter at seed number five at seven and seven, and BJ Sweet Chin Music at seven and seven. So your top six teams that will be going into the playoffs in round one, week 15, will be Kelby and Derek with a bye, 
you'll have seed number three, Robbie, face off against BJ, seed number six. And then you'll have Greg against the Landon at four and five. Uh, teams right outside of playoffs was Mitchell at seven, Marcus at eight, Adam at nine, and Ben at ten. And so moving in to this coming up week, it'll be a week to watch. Uh, you'll see teams uh, face off against each other as they kind of go off. Uh, uh, loser is out of playoffs. Winner keeps fighting. And so, Marcus, talking about playoffs, man, I thought a fun segment this week would be just helpful hints for your playoff run. Uh, basically, if you had to give some advice to the listeners uh, going into fantasy playoffs, what would be some of your advice that you would give? All right, before we get into that, just just cross my mind. I'm in a another fantasy league, a redraft, and I want your opinion on this. It's a 12-team league. Only four teams make the playoffs, and they play two weeks per uh, on the matchups. What's what's your thoughts on that? I hate it. Uh, it's I'm trash. In a, I'm in a couple of leagues I sh- where I only, I'm in a couple of leagues where only four teams make playoffs. And number one, I can't stand that. Uh, I think that half of your league at least needs to make playoffs. I think that's a good little – like if it's a 12-team, have six teams make it. If it's 10 teams, sure, do six teams as well. Uh, but two-week playoff runs, I, the reason I can't stand it is because I've done it in a couple of leagues and I've won the first week and then ended up losing the championship because I lost the second week. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. And I should have looked better uh, when I got into the league and, you know, not waited until now, uh, which I ended up. Uh, falling from the sixth place to seventh place, the last matchup. Oh, so tough. I wouldn't have made it in even if it was a six team. Yeah, but it. I looked and I was like, man, that sucks. So, uh, but anyways, uh, going forward uh, with the playoff run, uh, my first tip is use the waiver. Uh, in Dynasty, there's still players out there that can help you, especially in leagues with short benches. Uh, be aggressive with your fab. Uh, you can't take it with you. So use it now, uh, you know, in the off season, that thing's going to reset. So, you know, don't, don't go out there and try to bid, uh, thinking about what you, if, if you need a running back and you've got 50, you know, fab dollars left, uh, you know, if you got to spend all 50, spend it, you know, you're trying to win. So, uh, look at, look ahead, go ahead and pick people up that are going to have easy schedules, uh, from the waivers. Uh, teams playing the Jets, uh, teams playing some of those, those, you know, sorry defenses, pick them up. Uh, you may not use them this week, uh, but if they play the Jets in two or three weeks, uh, maybe even the championship week, uh, go ahead and pick those guys up. And another thing, block your opponents, especially in a super flex league. You've got an opponent who's weak at quarterback and you've got a, you know, a couple extra spots on your bench. Uh, you know, say there's only two starting quarterbacks on the, on the waiver. Uh, go pick both of them up, stash them on your bench. I know that's kind of dirty, uh, but, you know, you're in it to win it. So, uh, And this one's for redrafts. This is probably one of my biggest pet peeves in fantasy football, especially in a redraft. If you're out of the playoffs and it's a redraft league, and it's even if it's a keeper league, you should have your keeper already on your team. Don't use the waiver wire. Don't be that guy that goes out and uses the waiver wire uh, when you're you know, setting in 10th place in your redraft league, leave the waiver wire to those trying to win, you know, the championship. 
Yeah, man, Marcus, that's some solid advice, man. Uh, something that I would recommend doing as well. Uh, there's a couple of dynasty leagues that I ended up not making playoffs, and I've already kind of started using the waivers to pick up pieces for next year. Uh, for instance, I'm in a super flex league with a very, very short bench uh, that our friend Robbie started, and I went ahead and started picking up players like Sean Watson, who could possibly end up being a top 15 quarterback next year, depending on the legal issues. Uh, but, yeah, man, those waivers and dynasty is a big, big thing to pay attention to. Yeah. Uh, so going forward, man, something I want you guys to kind of pay attention to, especially this year specifically, is make sure that you are keeping up with teams injury reports. Uh, what I would recommend doing is actually going over on Twitter and following Adam Schefter uh, and a couple more people like that. The reason I say that is, is that if you've already seen how week one of fantasy playoffs is going to be, there are tons and tons and tons of players who are dropping like flies right now because of COVID. Uh, so the best thing to do is download apps like Fantasy Life that end up tweeting uh, events and things that are popping through, uh, keeping up with that stuff. So that way you can play the waiver wire like what Marcus said. Um, for instance, if uh, we know this past week right now going on, uh, Alexander Madison tested positive for COVID. Uh, if you look at the Miami Dolphins backfield, their entire backfield ended up just spreading it amongst themselves. So it's something I would already be doing is picking up players like Kine and Nwungu, I think is his name, uh, and just in case Dalvin Cook ends up getting COVID this week. And so keeping up with information like that, keeping up on who's in, who's out, and paying attention to that stuff because if you have a player that you are surprised is inactive, it's better to go ahead and kind of catch that news beforehand so that way you can use the wave wire and pick those players up before your opponents do. Yep, yep. Uh, my next tip is going to be to make trades. Uh, if your league allows trading uh, year-round, uh, most leagues, if you're a playoff team, you know, you can only trade with the playoff teams and out of playoffs can trade without a playoffs. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're a playoff team and say you don't need James Robson, you've got a, you got a pretty good stack of running backs on your team. This team is weak at running back, uh, you know, Knowing this is going to be Robinson's probably last year as the guy uh, in in uh, Jacksonville, and if you even want to take that chance of trading for him uh, with him being fumble rusky here lately, uh, you know, make that trade. Uh, go ahead and you know get rid of Robinson and add something that either either help you better in the playoffs this year, or even go ahead and be looking towards next year. Uh, you know, make sure that guy's on the opposite side of the bracket where he don't come back to beat you. Uh, but even non-playoff teams that are that are looking to, to better their team for the future, you know, go out and look for that guy who might be in a better situation next year. Yeah, you know, somebody like the Bears players after Nagy gets fired. I think that offense is going to change around. You can trade for some of those receivers or, uh, you know, uh, maybe even the, you know, uh, try, try to get your hand on fields. Because uh, once Nagy's gone, that's going to change things around. So, you know, whether, whether you're – whether you're competing for the championship or you're trying to better your team for next year, you know, playoffs is not a, a time to stop making trades uh, if your league allows trading through the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely, man. If you ain't got a trade deadline, I would still be making moves. Uh, something that's kind of going forward as well, even in the offseason, man, be looking at ways to make your team better. Uh, I know that it's it's always fun and stuff like that to kind of take a take a break from Dynasty after the championship stuff, and I, I get that 100%. But the thing about it is the offseason is where you make your team. The offseason is actually where you end up deciding who's going to be your starting roster next year. Your team hopefully will look completely different than it does now because of all the moves that you made to better your team going forward. Uh, and like you said, Marcus, be looking ahead as well. 
uh, something I'm not too comfortable in right now is having Chase Edmonds as my RB2. And so I went ahead and started making moves to get people like Cam Akers, Josh Jacobs, uh, players that I'm a little bit more confident in going forward. Uh, speaking of which, go ahead and send you some offers for J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers while you're at it. Uh, my next advice and my final one before we close out this episode is start your studs. Playoffs is not a time to get cute. Playoffs is not a time to where to tilt and say, oh, man, Dalvin Cook got me here, but he's dealing with a shoulder injury. So, therefore, I'm going to start Alexander Madison, even though Dalvin Cook just put up 35 fantasy points against the Steelers. And so be looking for ways that you can actually sit there and trust the guys that got you here. Trust the guys that ended up like getting you to the fantasy playoffs. Don't think too much about matchups, stuff like that, because you can very, very easily get in over your head here. You can end up starting somebody like Gardner Minshew because somebody else just doesn't have a good matchup. Uh, you saw what Josh Allen did to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past week. You saw what Tom Brady did against the Buffalo Bills defense this past week. And so trust those guys. Man, uh, my biggest thing is, is that if you've paid the money, if you've paid the draft picks to get these players, yes, there may be injury concerns. You may be able to tilt for stuff like that. But if you've got solid players who have consistently put up numbers, don't get cute. Don't try to put in a, a victory lap player and stuff like that, because all too often, sometimes you get stuck with Jamar Jefferson, who gave you zero points in fantasy. Uh, so that's just my my advice there going into the playoffs. Start your studs. Uh, Marcus, you got anything else before we close out the episode, man? Uh, just to let everybody know, uh, we've been talking about getting some merch going. Uh, we've got some hats, uh, some caps that are being printed right now. Uh, they should be ready to go maybe uh, by the end of the week or, you know, right after Christmas. It's going to be 20 bucks a piece. So, you know, we ain't got but a few uh, with Christmas time. It was kind of shortage, and I, I actually had to go to two or three different places to get the hats, take them to another place and get them printed. So, uh, you know, we, we got them coming out. So if that's something you'd be interested in, uh, get, get with me or BJ and we'll, uh, we'll get you one put back. Like I said, 20 bucks, pretty nice hats. So let us know you'll help us rep our brand. So. Absolutely, man. And uh, real quick before we end, I want to take this time to shout out Legion of Doom. Thanks for being active in this inaugural year, man. Uh, it's been a great one and looking forward to seeing where the playoffs take us this year. Also, I want to take time to thank every one of our guests that's been on this past season. Uh, we have had tons and tons of people, tons of support, tons of, uh, uh, I guess, circles of influence that have been brought in because you guys have taken your time, joined our podcast, got in for a guest spot. So I don't want to name every single person because I'll end up forgetting somebody. But thank you guys for doing that. Uh, which leads me to the last thing. Thank everybody for your support to the listeners. Uh, man, we're able to grow this podcast and end up having, like I said, 30 something listeners per week because you guys take time and you listen to us and we appreciate that. Uh, take all of our advice with caution. Sometimes we miss a lot, uh, but it's just supposed to be a fun podcast just for our friends and family. Uh, follow us over on Facebook at Legacy of Legends of Dynasty Podcast and on Twitter at LOL Dynasty Pod. You can honestly give us a genuine and five star review on Apple Podcasts if you so choose. Uh, we look forward to next week, man, and good luck in your playoff push. 